Welcome to Your New Life Blend. I'm Shoshana Hecht, and I'm just so thrilled to be joined today by award-winning marketer, best-selling author, podcaster, personal branding expert, and career development coach, Aliza Licht. As the founder of Leave Your Mark, a multimedia brand and consultancy, Aliza has leveraged over 25 years of marketing, communications, and digital expertise from the fashion industry to advise businesses and coach individuals on brand strategy. Aliza is rightfully credited as a social media pioneer and one of the first fashion influencers. Licked was the former anonymous social media phenom, DKNYPR girl. That online presence led to her first book, Leave Your Mark, Land Your Dream Job, Kill It In Your Career, Rock Social Media, and the launch of her career advice podcast by the same name, which has over 1 million downloads. Aliza's new book, On Brand, Shape Your Narrative, Share Your Vision, Shift Their Perception, is a comprehensive guide to personal branding and also just won American Book Fest's Best Book of 2023 in Business and Marketing. Congratulations. Recognized as one of America's next top mentors by the New York Times, Aliza is regularly featured in the media, including on Good Morning America, The Today Show, Bloomberg, The Wall Street Journal, and countless other media outlets as an on-air talent and subject matter expert. We have been talking to Aliza about joining the show for months now, including as recently as I and our producers had a booking email back and forth with her on October 6th. On October 7th, Hamas invaded Israel, coming over from Gaza in a terrorist attack that killed over 1,200 people and launched a war that has killed many more Israelis and Palestinians in the five weeks since. Our media and information channels have become polarized and overrun by disinformation and misinformation. The temperature is high. During this time, Elisa has transformed her Instagram account into an up-to-the-minute newsfeed about Israel and Gaza, bringing her sharp eye to analysis of media coverage, institutional messaging, and the basics of how we are talking to each other. But it has also been a reckoning for her and what it means to be on brand in this moment as a Jewish woman and a trusted Jewish voice. I'm so grateful to have her on the show today to talk about all of this. Aliza, thanks so much for being here and welcome. Shoshana, thank you for that unbelievable intro. I mean, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for giving me the platform. And I also love your podcast voice. It's very soothing. That is such a compliment from one podcaster to yes, another. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I was like, I can listen to you all day. Call me anytime, girl. Call me anytime. I will. Great. Like, oh, we'll just talk. We'll just talk. Okay. I will say it's funny. Like I resisted having a podcast because I hated my voice, but I do get some nice feedback about it. I know. I know. I know. It's amazing the stories that get planted. Harsh, harsh critics of ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's so many things for us to talk about, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I'm full disclosure just at the top. I, too, am Jewish. And this moment has been tough. I mean, what's the word? It's been really brutal. My producer, Rachel Sklar, also Jewish. And so we've just been really thinking about how to meet this moment with this podcast, which is an uplifting, helpful space, help people think about their lives. And having you on the podcast really was, I was saying to you in the pre-chat, we've been talking about wanting to have you on for months because you offer such a service about thinking about how you show up in all this space 
bases. Thank you. And leading with our values. I mean, it's not a Jewish podcast, but my coaching is really foundational to it is getting really clear on why we're doing anything. And so where do you want to start with all that? I guess on brand and what does it mean to be on brand and also in this moment? One of the things that people misconstrue personal branding with is that you think it's about being famous or an influencer. And I was very intentional in writing on brand because this is not about being a celebrity. I mean, the tactics can help you become famous, but it really is about understanding if your self-reflection matches public perception wherever you're showing up. I was very even-handed between giving advice on personal branding to people who are super comfortable online and also those who are like, no, 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 I'm not doing social media. That's not for me. And I think of it as really a, a, a workbook, like a comprehensive roadmap to building your personal brand. Obviously, you know my background is publicity. I think in terms of communications. I definitely think in terms of crisis communications. And I think to me, the reason why the subtitles are shape your narrative, share your vision, shift their perception is because if you're waiting around for someone to notice that you're good at what you do, it's not a strategy. It's up to us to do that. The way that I explain this to people who are not familiar is the magic of a strong personal brand is when your name is dropped in rooms you're not in, right? And you're recommended for opportunities other people haven't heard of yet. That's such a good explainer and so helpful. And I think that is a big misconception about like your personal brand, personal brand. It gets like a lot of heat. I've heard people like really drag that phrase among other phrases, like thought leader. They are descriptive and helpful. And it's not about being famous. It's about being clear about what you and your expertise are bringing to the room. I love how you say it's like kind of a workbook. It's totally a workbook. It is, but no one writes in it. I, I put the line lines in for people to write in it, but there has not been one person who has written in that book. People don't want to write in it. I don't know. I didn't know that. I really thought people would write in it. I realized it was a workbook because I was listening to the audio version and I was like, oh, there are exercises. I have to actually write, you know, get the book out and write in it. Yeah. You know, one thing I want to add to what you just eloquently said is that it's also not about bragging. I think the key here is to be able to make sure people understand your value, but at the same time, not become a person someone hates because you're just talking about how great you are all day. It's like those humble brags on, on all the platforms that are really make you make you crazy. Not that bragging is bad. Like bragging gets a bad rap too, right? But I think what you're saying is how do you make it in alignment? I think there's a ratio. My rule of thumb is for every one time I'm sharing a win online, I make it my business to amplify five other people. I think we should always be promoting others more than we promote ourselves. So for example, every two weeks on Friday on LinkedIn, I do leaving their mark list where I go through my entire LinkedIn feed and I pull out every single person who has posted about a win on LinkedIn. And I create a post and I say, please join me in congratulating people in my network who have crushed it this week. And then I literally list every single person and what they've accomplished. That's so cool. I've noticed you doing that. I always just assume people submitted it to you. It was like a like a thing. No, I'm like curated. I'm, I'm the editor of the list. So I'm, I'm going through my timeline and actually pulling that out because I want to be able to tell people my wins too. But I don't want to be that person that's constantly just talking talking about a win either. Yeah, that's amazing. So talk to us a little bit about your guardrail, the approach that you have to branding and the, how that fits in. I think that's really, what a gift, my gosh. So in On Brand, as you know, there's a Venn diagram exercise, which really helps you visualize the buckets that you can plan. And when you fill the buckets, so you might have a work bucket and you might have a personal life bucket or you might have a side hustle bucket, you might have a causes bucket. You know, we've all seen Venn diagrams. They're very, very helpful in marketing to really see the 
intersection. And the intersection helps us understand what our messaging strategy should be because repetition is reputation. So my brand guardrails, fashion, career advice, mentorship, personal branding, and then from an activist standpoint, something I never considered myself to be, I have always been very proudly Jewish. It has never been something I messaged on, but it is deep in my core. So generally speaking, 99.9% of the time I'm talking, and of course my day job is marketing and digital strategy. So I am talking about all of those things from the perspective of a marketer. And then that is why it was a very natural transition to say, okay, I market brands, but how do I help people market themselves? I love what you just said about, you say repetition is reputation. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like, that like really landed hard. I mean, I think people, you hear that all the time, like people are like, well, I put a post up and it didn't get much traction or I got it. Like people must have seen it. People don't see anything. You really do have to repeat, but you have to repeat it in a way that like is on brand, is in alignment and also doesn't make you sick of hearing yourself a little bit too, right? And on brand, I have expert contributors and, and Dory Clark, one of my favorite parts of the book is her section where she says, no one is thinking about you. No one's thinking about her. No one's thinking about you. It is our job to shape that narrative. It's not that people are mean. It's it's that everyone is full of their own stuff. Right. People are busy. They pay attention to what's in front of them. So to your point, you may post something once. Doesn't mean people know. You have to re-message in new and interesting ways. A social media expert that I used to follow would say, I posted this thing, just so you know, she said every time, there'll be something I post like 40 times. Like I posted it 40 times and it was the 41st time that someone said like, oh my gosh, this is such a great tip. Thank you for sharing. I never heard this before. People have said to me like, oh, you haven't new book like I was on Good Morning America twice I don't know how many different ways to say yes I have a new book but people are caught up in their own stuff and I and I think that really builds the case for why every single person needs to work on their personal brand yes you've said it a couple of different ways already it's that piece of how do you get people to say your name to speak your name when there's an opportunity or access to something or to uplift you when you're not in the room and when you're not right in front of them how do you continue to make sure that you are top of mind and see for what you want to be known as Yes, that is the first question. What do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for? Okay, so how did you come to this big shift? You were always proudly Jewish. Yes, it's a big part of my identity. It informs a lot of my choices. So big brand realignment, though. Like, how did you get there? I'm going to answer that question, but I want to ask you a question before I do. Do you think it's permanent, this big brand realignment for me? Based on observing you and following you and hanging on lots of things you say, do I think it's permanent? I think I'm not the same as I was a month ago and you aren't either making assumptions. I think there's an intensity to that awareness that feels raw and super alive and that I'm struggling with all the time. Imagine you are too. Yeah, the activism piece of you, the Jewish forward in your content is a new permanent piece of your Venn diagram. That was a long-winded way of saying Yes, I had to unwind it a bit. And the reason why I went long on it is because do I think the way that you're in it now is this way permanent? Probably not. Thank you for sharing that. It's just interesting to have someone else's perspective. I have stood up for many different groups that have been oppressed over the years in a way that was more, I'm here for you. And I have posted on social, but I have never considered myself someone to be, I am just not an activist. Like I'm just not. And that's why I wrote that piece on LinkedIn, which was being a Jewish activist wasn't on brand for me because 
I don't think of myself that way. October 7th changed all of us. And I think when we go back to priorities and when things become really clear, like that bad meeting you had or that client you didn't get or something that annoyed you that day, like there's so many things that go wrong in a day. But when you put things into perspective, there's probably nothing I could be speaking about right now that's more important than standing up for my beliefs, standing up for Israel and standing up for the fact that what we should all be focused focusing on right now is standing up for humanity. When I thought about my book launch, my podcast, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not promoting my book. So I stopped everything. I stopped everything because it just seemed so unimportant. And that's where I've been since then. Yeah, as you were talking, I was just thinking the whole month of October, I had plans. I had like, I had plans, you know, I mean, a podcast, my podcast has continued, but I haven't promoted it. And I had all kinds of biz dev plans. And towards the end of October and when that meme started going around like let's circle back on this after the holiday season I'm like yeah it has felt very very challenging to focus on work now for me that has looked like all my current clients they get it and then they get my attention my focus but that's it correct nothing new I I mean listen for the first two weeks I would say I was in a deep depression like I really need to just sleep I'm still in an angry phase right now someone told me this morning because we both have mutual friends with Samantha Addis she was like you're like the really passionate like pissed off person who's talking about this and she's like the super MBA professional person. I'm like, that is so accurate because Samantha also has hijacked her personal brand. She has. She has. I've I've seen it. I mean, you don't read angry to me on your social. There's an intensity and there's a fire, but there is a clarity also. And I don't know, anger gets a bad rap, right? Anger is always a cover for something hurt usually. It's more you're on a mission. It's interesting because the reason why it snowballed so intensely, first of all, just speaking of plans. So I was in Vegas with my mother and my sister on October 7th. We were having a girl's weekend for her birthday. The account Enju Hatred DM'd me. They had DM'd me like a month prior to say, will you post about anti-Semitism? Just randomly? Well, because I had posted about Kanye when it happened. And then they reached out. They were like, we follow you. We think you have a great voice. Will you post? And I was like, definitely. But in my head, I was like, that seems really random. Why would I randomly on a Tuesday come out with like a post on anti-Semitism? So I sort of shelved it. And then on October 7th, when I was in Vegas, walking through the lobby of the win, and you know what that environment is like of just like the slot machines and the loud and the music, and you can't even, you just emerge. They DM'd and they said, did you hear about the attack in Israel? Will you do a video? It's like someone switched something in me and I completely turned into something else. But this is all to say the reason why I continued is because the reaction that I got was really about helping people who don't have a social presence or don't know what to say, creating content that they could share and giving them voice in that way. Yeah, that's really powerful because people are stuck. They don't know how to engage when something happens in the world and it's in alignment with their values to say something, but they don't know where to start. So that's like a T. I think I've heard you say that you're trying to help tee up and make it a little easier for people to get there. And also to correct the misinformation and to also educate. And I do have intense knowledge about all of this because I did grow up going to a Jewish day school and I do understand the complex issues here. But I also understand that Hamas is ISIS. There's a lot of things at play here. But I think at the end of the day, my whole brand is really empowering others 
to step into their own power. Yeah, I remember what I wanted to say about the anger. When I think of you, I think strong brand. I think strong brand because that is your bread and butter and you are amazing at it. But when I watch you, I mean, there's always a clarity. I mean, before all this, there were these like, you were the only getting ready with me videos I would watch because they were good. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I loved them. I like, I think I bought a, a makeup brush that you bought. <laughs> like, like, but also like, because you talk about there's tips of the day, but you're talking about brands and brand problems. And there almost is nothing different to me about the way that you would talk about Taylor Swift and something that happened with who she was dating or Lizzo and what happened with her with her brand. There was there's always like a strong intensity to it, I would say more than anger. I just want to name that because I think Thank you. Well, yeah, my normal content is not angry for sure not. I'm nothing if I'm not direct. So yes, I'm not afraid of confrontation in any way. Which I think is worth noting too, because social media can be such a quagmire of hate and attacks. And just going back to being on brand and being clear about your brand and the Venn diagram of it, having that I think helps root you in being able to handle that too. Yes. And also having your brand guardrails clear helps you understand what you shouldn't be talking about. So what do you say then to people who are like, why are you talking about politics and war on Instagram? Isn't that the flip side to the, where that goes? No, it's it's more in the sense of there's a million issues. Let's just go pre-October 7th. Let's go to my book launch, right? Saturday night, the week of my book launch was the week that the entire Budweiser scandal happened with Dylan, okay? I got asked to go on television to talk about that. And I checked my mental brand guardrails in that moment. My publicist texted me. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, can you do this Saturday night? And I'm like, you know what? I don't know enough about Budweiser's historical LGBTQ plus initiatives. I don't know what kind of brand they are. I don't know this influencer. I am not versed on this subject enough to go out and speak on it. And I think that when we talk about speaking out or having a strong point of view online, I really do believe it has to come from a place of knowledge. And the problem with the social media is most of the time it doesn't. So in a week where I would have technically sold my children for a New York Times bestseller list, I declined that TV interview because it didn't fit within what I should be speaking about. Bold. That's a bold move. In the book, in On Brand, I help you figure out what those are. Like, where does your brand begin and where does it end? When you have clarity, it's so easy. Every time before I post something, every single time, I say to myself, why am I posting this? What is the purpose of this piece of content? What do I hope to get out of sharing this? It's a quick two-second gut check because I think that if every single person really thought about that, they would be so much better off. In Leave Your Mark and On Brand, I have this thing where I said, if you wouldn't feel comfortable seeing your post as a full-page ad in the New York Times, don't post it because the screenshot is more powerful than the delete button. My posts since October 7th have been extremely out there. I mean, if I saw them as a full-page ad in the New York Times, that would be scary. But I always go back to, will I be able to stand by this message? if I am approached by others who are not happy with it? And if the answer is yes, I hit that send button. Post and go. Yep. That's amazing. Like most people would not say no to that PR, that press opportunity. You know that, right? I know. But it's also like, I want to be a trusted voice. I don't want to speak about things that I don't know about and just to budget together to like, oh, have a TV spot. It's not my goal. I think you just said it right there. You have built a community, a following on multiple platforms many times over for yourself and for others. People follow other people because of that trust because they align not that they always agree but that there's an alignment there it's extremely powerful it's really important sorely missing, I think. I would agree. Do you think it's permanent, this shift for you? Talk to me about your brand. Even if it's temporary, it is a realignment, but I am curious to see your thoughts about how it's... I hope it's not permanent. I hope we get 
to the other side of this. I feel like right now my voice has become really important because there's not that many voices out there. I don't think that I'm so special that I am like the be all end all of this topic, but I think that there aren't enough people who are strong enough to withstand the backlash that you get. And I'll say this, so many people after that first video were like, oh my God, you are going to lose clients. You are going to lose followers. Why are you doing this? This is gonna be so intense for you. And I literally was like, I don't care. And you know what a, what a fun fact of of going with your values instead of going with the sort of vanity metrics. When you go with your values and you go with your gut and you go with something that authentically is you and you're the right person to speak about it, you find the right audience. My Instagram went from 22,200 I think I'm at 37,000 now since October 7th. So it, the opposite has happened. And there are, by the way, non-Jewish influencers like Caroline Diamore who posted also one video, people lost their minds, they were so angry, but then the people who really appreciated her support for the Jewish community, now it's like, she's a Jewish activist, she's not even Jewish because the right people show up. And I think that you just have to be brave enough to say, you know what, I really believe in this and I don't care what the repercussions are. I think that's right. It has been really amazing to watch your growth because I've been doing the workbook and like following along and you know, I'm a fan and a friend and I mean, I read your beautiful LinkedIn post like being a Jewish activist was not on brand for me, but it was too important and watching it grow has been a lesson in and of itself of so many things standing in our values, standing in our truth, bravery, but also honestly a little bit of like and I don't mean this to be um, blase at all. Marketing, right? Everybody always says you got to niche out. People don't want to because they're afraid they're going to lose business. But like when you are super clear, when you are standing in your values and your messaging and what you believe, it helps you attract the right audience, the right community, the right clients for you and repel people who you're just not going to be their thing. I think that's been a big learning in watching this a bit, right? I think that's accurate. And also, by the way, I don't want to help people who have the opposite values market themselves. I mean, I had that experience in 2016 where my business became pretty organically a certain thing that I had been resisting, right? I market mainly to high achieving women. All my guests here are women because I'm interested in women's stories and how we design our lives like with intention and make all these choices and stand in our values. And that kind of happened organically. But when, when things happened in 2016, I was like, okay, I got it. But isn't that clarity a gift? Yes. Trying to be everything to everybody. Exhausting. It's exhausting. It's just been also like an interesting marketing lesson. <laughs> like branding, marketing. I'm my own case study again. And you're your own case study again. Yeah, I mean, I hope this moment also, I hope the intensity of this moment does get through it and things. I don't even know what that looks like though. I don't know what it looks like either, but I have clients that were like, you know, should I post right now? Should I not post? And I think there's really important recommendations for when the world goes into a crisis, like social media in general, it's important to acknowledge the moment and not be tone deaf. So for people that just like went on as business as usual, it's like, well, you look pretty stupid because you're not acknowledging something so much bigger than yourself. But at the same time, you can't mix the worlds. So for example, for a client that was wanting to promote something, she's like, should I post this and then just add in something, add in something about Israel or the moment? And she's like, yeah, I'm like, no, those are separate messages, right? There was somebody who reached out to me saying that her cousin got this important degree from Harvard and she just posted and Harvard's been so anti-Semitic. And because I had called out Rebecca Cohen from Love Shack Fancy on her post for being at Harvard. And I 
said, listen, I said, I think it's all how you say something. So if it were me and I was getting this graduate degree or whatever it was from Harvard, I would say, I'm so proud to have achieved this from Harvard, but it's bittersweet right now because of what I'm seeing on their campus. That is the way that you bridge those worlds. But if there's not the intersection to connect the dots between the topics, they can't be together because then it's like, well, I'm just mentioning this because I really want to promote my book right now, but like, I don't want to be canceled for being toned up. That's where these sort of guardrails and understanding social media and messaging in general, which I do teach in On Brand, because you could really trip up. Yeah, because then it's random and inauthentic and it's a throwaway and it becomes just a brag like we were talking about at the very beginning, right? As opposed to being really a thoughtful, how do we thread the needle um, with care and help people understand where we're coming from, which is what it means. That's the personal brand, right? That's the messaging of it all. I could talk about this for ages. Anything else you want to say? When we think about personal branding, it's not just starting from scratch, right? A lot of times it's a rebrand. It's changing the way people think about you currently. And that could be because you want to switch industries or you're starting a new position or you have been thought of in a certain way. This woman emailed me this morning, young girl who works in finance, and she says, everyone thinks of me as a doll that you wind up who is like a worker bee, like the Energizer Bunny, and I don't turn off until they turn the key. And she's like, and I don't want to be thought of that way. And so we had a discussion this morning about just how do you change perception? Like this is just a girl who's working really hard in her job and people are resenting that because they feel that she's getting ahead because she doesn't stop. Right. So there's so many different ways that this plays into, you know, at the end of the day, this is a career book. This is a book on how you professionally progress and be an active participant in that. So much of our success is based on other people recognizing that we're good. You know, your boss is recognizing it, you get a promotion, but there's so much you can do to take control of that. And that's really what I try to do in On Brand. And you do it so well. I mean, the book is great. And it's such a tool. I mean, I cannot recommend it enough for anybody. I mean, I've been in business a long time. My business has changed. My career has evolved lots over 25 years. But even as in coaching, like it's evolved a lot. And it's a tool you go to again. And it is not a one and done. I think that's what we're really exploring in this podcast is like things change. The world changes. Our life changes, whatever. You return to it, which, by the way, is probably why people aren't writing in it because they want to be able to use it again again well listen i made a free i, I made a free reading companion on my website elizalick.com that people can download it's like 22 pages so you can print that and write in that do it and people should but again it is it's something you go to again and again as you change as your as your ideas about life and the world and what you're trying to accomplish change and it is really like the tag is shape your narrative share your vision shift their perception but it really is i mean i say all the time to clients this is all you can control i'm pointing to myself what you do how you use use of self, your words, your ideas, your bravery, but it has a ripple effect out into the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Tell us where we can, I I mean, I could talk to you forever. So tell us where we can find you, um, aliazalik.com for our downloadables, buy the book. Aliazalik.com. I'm on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, slash X, TikTok, LinkedIn. And um, no, I'm very, you know, I love hearing from people. I love hearing how the book has helped them. And I think that if people are willing to put in the work, 
into this book, which you do have to put in the work, people have had remarkable results. Amen. It's a workbook. Like it is a working, thinking, get it going tool. I highly recommend it. I think it's amazing. I think you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you for so being much. here. Thank you for giving me the platform, Shoshana. Adore you. I'm glad we finally got this done. Yeah, we did. Thank you for being here. And thanks everyone for listening. This has been your new life blend. I'm Shoshana Hecht reminding you as ever, be gentle with yourself. 